Hey, welcome everybody to Getting a Grip. I am Mike Maddox, your host. I'm so glad you're spending time with us on this podcast. We talk about on Getting a Grip, businesses getting aligned on vision, getting traction in their company, getting healthy, leading their best lives. And we do that through an operating system called EOS. And one of the early folks that told me about EOS was my guest on the program today, his name is Don McNabb. He's the CEO of Triterra. Don, super pumped to have you on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me, Mike. It's a great way to catch up and share a little of the story about EOS and how it's changed our organization. Yeah, wanna, you know, I'm so excited for our listeners to hear your EOS journey because you know, early on, as I mentioned, you were one of the people saying to me, "Look, you got to look into this. Like, this is transformational." And that led me down the path of an EOS journey, which ultimately led to me becoming an implementer. But before we do all that, if folks listening to us are not familiar with Triterra, tell them a little bit about Triterra and what you do. Sure. Triterra, we're a full-service environmental consulting firm. Our goal is to be out there to provide solutions to help the communities grow and thrive. We're making sure that everything out there, at least the projects we're working on, are safe for humans and the surrounding environment to, you know, we're not harming anybody's way. Our job yeah. is to make sure everybody can be in these places and be safe and be able to thrive. So not only the surroundings they're in is that way, but we can keep them healthy. You know, a good, strong, vibrant community is the big goal. And we want to do that across the state, across the region, and eventually throughout the Midwest, where we can help more and more people achieve their goals. And the environment's becoming a first forefront out there. We do anything from helping people buy and sell commercial real estate. We help clean up known contaminant issues, such as gas stations where they had a leak in the ground. We even help buildings where there's asbestos, lead paint, or mold inside to help people clean it up effectively. Yeah, and I can tell our listeners from personal experience that your team at Triteria has helped me both commercially and businesses and buildings that I bought, and also in my home with some asbestos. So a great team of people, very professional. And that's probably one of the reasons why you guys have seen explosive growth over the years. I mean, the company's grown tremendously over the last, what, eight, nine years? Yes. So awesome stuff. I can highly recommend them. So let's talk about, as you've gone through this explosive growth, how you've managed it, because you managed it through EOS. And so tell the listeners and tell me a little bit about just in general terms, how has EOS fundamentally changed how you manage and run in your leadership team, how you manage and run the business? What has it done for you? Yeah, well, I mean, EOS underlying strategy is built around accountability and being able to hold staff accountable to their roles in what they're doing. So when you're trying to get everybody going the same direction, you need to be able to build and be transparent on what your goals are for the organization. And that's been what really started the process is being very clear of where we want to go as an organization, but not just, you know, here's an end game when you build the 10-year target or your 10-year vision for the company. You want everybody aligned to know where you're going, but there's more to than just stating, here's where we want to be in 10 years, but you have to really develop the why. The why becomes very important in that communication piece among your staff. Early on, we had several people that said, we don't want to be at a company that big because, you know, it changes who you are and how you portray. I said, but unless you turn around and you can keep the same feel of the company as you grow, and if you make that part of your goal and everybody buys into it, that power 
exemplifies, you know, how much everybody getting on the same page and working together as a team, you know, the team's going to trump any individual when you're moving forward. It's just how can you get everybody on the same page? And part of it is being very transparent, open and communicating effectively to where everybody understands what their roles are, how they can help achieve and how they're playing into the overall team concept for where we want to be. And also that they can see that they have opportunity as they grow. You know, part of our growth strategy is so we can keep the staff that we bring in, we train, we give them a career to get started, but we want to keep them for the long run. Right. And in order to show them that there's a career path here for not just, you know, a few years, but for a career, if we can keep people that long, then we will be, you know, extremely strong and we keep growing the way we're growing. So those are such such good points. I met with a company yesterday who's interested in EOS, and we were talking about this. And you said it better than I did yesterday, which is if you can get your team to understand the foundational why and the vision and to believe in it and to see it. And then as you implement accountability and traction into the company, get everyone moving in that direction and accountable for their role. It's kind of like Bill Belichick, do your damn job, right? Everybody on the team does their job. And it if everybody fulfills their role and does their job chasing that same vision, the whole is so much greater than the sum of the parts. It's magical what you can accomplish. And the proof is in the pudding. I mean, Tratera's story is a great example of that. So those are such good points. I'm glad you shared them. If I switch gears a little bit, because if I'm listening and I haven't implemented EOS or I don't know much about it, it sounds like a panacea. It almost sounds simplistic. And you know, EOS in general, I tell people this all the time, when you first read it, if you read Traction or you read What the Heck is EOS, you think, man, this stuff is pretty simple. Very simple in principle, but it's not easy to implement. So what are some of the challenges that you've run into over the years as you've implemented and run EOS and at Triterra? Yeah, going back to even what I've already said is you've got to be able to effectively communicate the vision to the staff so they understand really where and why and how everything plays together. Because you can't build an organization with just one piece here at a time. In some cases, you have to move multiple pieces at the same time, but yet you have to get the understanding out to the staff so that they can all, you know, really get behind where you're going. You know, the challenges are always there. You know, the challenge would become managing growth because as you grow and you grow at certain points, you're going to have pain points that you're going to have to be able to solve. And if you don't have the time to effectively solve them when they come up, you know, then there's delays, then there can be frustrations along the way. I mean, you know, we've been on EOS now for seven years. We had an implementer for two to help us get in and started with the program. And I think some of it is you have to really be taught, you know, how to implement the tools that really guide where you're going from the LMA, lead, manage, and accountable, as your leaders have to all buy into this concept. Otherwise, if somebody's going rogue along the way, it doesn't help the matter of where you want to go for the team. You yeah. really have to keep reinforcing it. And then some of it is you build that language into how you speak daily. Right. You know, And when you start getting on the common meetings, I mean, even before we had staff meetings that to me were ineffective, a waste of a lot of time. And until you get on the right cadence for a meeting schedule that's out there and you open the doors to have the correct communication going on, 
you know, that's where a lot of that power comes together when you can solve issues timely. And you don't want these issues to drag on for months on end. You know, you want to get to the end point and move forward. Every yeah. time you have an issue that you can't solve right away, you're just delaying something else from occurring. Yeah, it's such a good point. You brought up a couple of really interesting parts there. One is that it takes practice, it takes commitment, and it takes some work. Because, for example, you talked about IDSing issues or identifying, discussing, and solving issues in a weekly meeting. I think back to meetings I ran pre-EOS, and like you, when I look back, they were a waste of time. We talked about you know, dozens of things, but we didn't really solve anything. Like we didn't really fundamentally solve anything. Then after EOS and after practicing it, practicing it, we got good at getting to the real root of the issue and discussing what's going to solve this thing forever. And like you, we had an implementer that helped us learn how to do that. And then eventually we did it on our own. And now I teach how to do it. But that company I talked to yesterday, they said, when I was talking about IDSing issues, they said, so that's how it works. We basically start doing that and all our issues just go away. And I'm like, well, it takes practice and it takes work. <laughs> it takes work. You'll get good at it over time, but it's not easy to do. But that's a really good point. How about personally? As you made the transition, you built an accountability chart, you built out your leadership team, you got a shared vision, you got right people in the right seats, you started to develop you know, metrics that you were measuring, all the elements of EOS. Where did you personally have struggles or did you? Were there parts that, hey, I'm an entrepreneur because I was like you. You're the owner, you're the entrepreneur, you're the visionary, you're the person who created it all. Was there part of it that you went, wait, wait, what am I doing here that you struggled with? Oh, sure. You know, the vision we started building, right? That came from a lot of my early days in the company. And it's hard to let that go until you know your team is on the same page and has the same vision. You know, understanding that everybody's different and there's strength in being different. You know, we don't want, like I've always joked about, I don't want to have five of my own, you know, people exactly like me because you limit the ideas and you limit the way that individuals think. Yeah. You know, the strength in being different is a good thing, but that doesn't mean you don't share the common vision of where we're going as a company. And when you can really feel that you have the right team around you, that buys into the whole concept of where you're going, it becomes much easier to, you know, release things and fill them in. But then, you know, the other thing is even where we've been for the last several years, it's becoming self-aware that you can't do it all, all the time. Yeah. And you have to rely on more people because, you know, I have capacity yeah. <laughs> that I can't, you know, go over. And if I am, you know, at too high of a capacity from my time every week, then things don't get done. It's the old adage, I wanted to own a business and the business ended up owning me, right? And I think anybody who's a business owner, entrepreneur like you or I, they will relate to that because we've all been in that position. And, you know, we started a business to do great things, to make an impact in the world, to provide employment and opportunity for people, but to also have freedom right? To enjoy life and live our best life. And you grow to a point sometimes where you lose that freedom. And that's what, you know, for you, being able to let go, have a leadership, have accountability and be able to let go and trust and create a culture of radical transparency. People are going to bring up issues, enter the danger. 
that allowed you the freedom to kind of not be owned by the business anymore. The business started to propel itself. And that's awesome stuff, man. That's a great point. Right. I mean, it goes back to even before we started EOS and I was the main person in our finance team. I had a part-time person that helped. And now we have a team of six and I'm less involved in the finances than I've ever been. But yeah, it's still involved because yeah but not in the weeds as much right that's uh doing your love and great doing what you love to do and you're great at so another question i have for you is what advice would you have for business owners and entrepreneurs out there that are unsure about this thing called eos because what i hear a lot as an implementer when i talk to business owners is like yeah that's interesting. You know, I talk to a lot of people, a lot of people say good things about it. I mean, you really don't meet a lot of people that say bad things about EOS. It just works. Right. A couple hundred thousand companies running on this thing, whatever it is. What I hear is, well, yeah, but we're too busy or we don't have time or once I get past this challenge or what advice would you give to folks that are thinking about EOS or maybe have read the book? What would you suggest? Yeah, well, I'll back up a little bit to where we were at too. You know, if your goal is to really grow a company beyond where you're at today and where you want to go, you have to ultimately, whether it's EOS or not, you have to have a great underlying structure to build from. Mm. Because if you don't have that underlying structure of how you're going to operate as a company, that's very clearly defined, number one, with humans, it's always harder to make change later. We all become a little bit of creatures of habit. So if we built something one way and then you want to change, change can be really hard for some people. Other people can adapt a little easier. But that's part of the thing about us being humans is we have these different things and tendencies about each one of us out there. But, you know, the overall goal was I already saw the growth coming, you know, or I was able to feel that it was really right there at our fingertips. And I was really like scared because to me in our industry, reputation is key. Our relationships are key. And we want to make sure that we're taking care of people. Well, when you start getting to that point in your growth where you feel you're could be missing something, we don't want anything to fall through the cracks. We don't want somebody to be left out, stuck in a situation where they can't move forward with their project because of something we did. Right. But part of it was, you know, providing a structure to build from. And if you're not communicating the right things, number one, you can have internal issues. Number two, you can unintentionally create external issues with your clients. Right. So I saw that we were a little weak on the underlying structure at the time. And like, we need to do something that's not overly difficult to implement, but yet provides the tools that you could A, always operate on. Mm-hmm. But you're creating it to where the goal is to make our company sustainable no matter what level we grow to. And we have to have that common vision underlying how we're going to get there. And that's something that EOS really put together in a process. And, you know, when you're somebody who's been in the finance world for as long as I've been, you start seeing the ways to do that is to have the simplest process possible. Yep. And that's one of the philosophies behind building a process in EOS is keeping it simple. The simpler you keep it, it's easier to implement to staff, no matter your size, and then it's easy to follow. Yeah. You know, those are some of those really big keys that we've pulled away. But, you know, the other side of it is you have to have patience. It's not going to happen overnight. 
Yeah. Because some of these processes you have to get good at before you can push them out to your team. It's the statement that we create processes, the 20% of the things that get us 80% of the results. We try to keep things very simple, very straightforward, repeatable, and easy to follow. You know, I think back before EOS in the days of writing 100-page process documents that I thought were brilliant, and I'd send them out, and nobody ever used them. And, you know, part of it was parts of what I wrote we couldn't even implement, right, because I didn't understand all the parts of the process. It was way too complicated. So simplifying it, getting it down to the real foundational areas that need to be implemented, and then getting everyone to be trained on and understand all aspects of the process. The other thing you touched on that's really interesting is this ability to capture the fundamental issues that are holding your business back. They don't just exist in the ether anymore. They get documented. They get created on an issues list. They get addressed. They may not all get addressed immediately. Some are going to be long-term, but they get addressed. When I talk to companies that are considering this and I ask the question, do you have things in your business that are fundamentally holding you back and creating problems that have been out there forever that just aren't getting addressed? You should see like people are like, you know, they start nodding their heads and like, oh my gosh, we all have that, right? Well, one of the benefits of EOS is that kind of mystery, that ether, that goes away and everything becomes clear, like and it's captured. And then we systematically tackle them. Like it doesn't happen overnight, but we systematically tackle them. So those are really good points. And I appreciate you sharing that. And you also touched on another thing I was going to ask you about, which is how has that impacted the clients you serve? That's something I didn't think about initially in my U.S. journey was once we became operationally sound and strong and we got a healthy traction underneath us, our ability to serve our clients went up tenfold. And clients saw it. It's not that we weren't good before. We were. And so was Triterra before US. But we became supercharged. Like clients were saying, what are you doing? Because your meetings with our account team are so effective. They're so on point. You're moving us forward. That's what we wanted to do. And part of that was we became more operationally mature. Mm -hmm. So that's a really good point. You know, the other thing I would throw out there is if you're a company thinking about EOS, have an implementer like myself or another implementer, there's a couple hundred of us, come and do a 90-minute meeting with you. They'll tell you about EOS. None of us are going to try to sell you. In fact, you'll hear implementers like myself say, look, if you're not ready for the journey, if you're not ready to be radically transparent in your business, if you're not ready to enter the danger, to put the elephant in the room on the table and talk about it, we're not ready, right? I want to work with you. Like, So we're not trying to sell you on anything. But they'll do that. They'll come talk to you. I'm happy to do it. I've got some availability. Others can too. And just explore it. You might find it to be game-changing like Don has and I have. Don, before we leave, this has been super informational. And I just want to make sure folks know how to get a hold of you if they're in need of services that Triterra offers around environmental health and environmental cleanliness and you know all the things that you do. How do they reach out to you guys? Sure. Well, first off, we have a website. Our website is www.triterra.us. It's out there that has a lot more information on the specific services we have. I'm also reachable through email at don.mcnab at triterra.us. We'll put both those on the blog post when we send the podcast sure. out. I couldn't recommend a company more highly. Don is the salt of the earth, great guy. He's a help first person. He's available. He's been available to me over the years when I just wanted to bounce ideas. And his company does, as I said, amazing work. I've experienced him both personally and professionally. 
In fact, my old business is located in their old office. They outgrew it. We moved in. So they were even clean and neat. I can tell you that when we moved in, it was easy. So fantastic job on that. Don, thanks for being a guest, man. Oh, thank you, Mike. It's been enjoyable. Like always, I mean, I'm here to help people and businesses even beyond doing just environmental work. You know, the strength becomes in all of our communities that we live and work in. And we want strong communities because it's much more enjoyable to live and enjoy life if the communities are strong around us. Absolutely. And thanks for being one of those folks who are making this community stronger. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for being part of the podcast. We'll be back again in a week. We'll catch you on the flip side. You've been listening to Getting a Grip on the Michigan Business Network. At the Capital Region International Airport, we connect our community to the world. With nonstop service to Washington, D.C. and Chicago on American Airlines, Detroit on Delta Airlines, and Orlando with Avello Airlines, when you fly Lansing, you're just one stop away from over 500 global destinations. The Capital Region International Airport, your gateway to the world. Visit flylansing.com for more information and to book your flight today.